Nicolas Cage plays himself, kind of, in the unbearable weight of massive talent. It's kind of like being John Malkovich, only not. This review is sponsored by Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com Dan for a free gift with your first order. And stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which I'll probably just call Unbearable Weight from here on out, because it's a bit of an unwieldy title. But how lucky are we that two of the most unique films of the year, this one and The Northman, which I already have a review out for, you can click the little thing up in the corner if you want to watch that after this one, come out on the same weekend. I really hope that everybody who complains that all we get are superhero movies and genre films go to see these movies this weekend, because if you're looking for originality, then you're really not going to get much better than these two films. I don't know if I'm losing my mind, but I'm pretty sure that's the actor Nick Cage. From Moonstruck? Moonstruck, not from Face Off. Unbearable Weight was directed by Tom Gormican. His only previous film was 2014's That Awkward Moment. The screenplay is co-written by Gormican and Kevin Etten, who's a veteran TV writer on shows including Workaholics, but delivering his first feature screenplay. And the first thing I want to be clear on in this movie, and why I said that Nicolas Cage is kind of playing himself, he's not really. Nicolas Cage is playing a character named Nick Cage, which is kind of a riff on his public persona. It's grotesque. I'll give you 20000 for it. Yes, there are references to Cage's work, and we see clips from several of Cage's real-life movies. There are references to some parts of Cage's real life, but this isn't the real Nicolas Cage. This is almost the Nick Cage that we simultaneously wish he was and wasn't. This Nick Cage is a frustrated actor battling the perception of needing a comeback who accepts out of desperation a millionaire's offer to come to his birthday party in Spain. The millionaire is Javi, played by Pedro Pascal, and he seems like an open-hearted, if moderately obsessed fan who really just wants to meet his favorite actor and maybe get him to read a screenplay. Whether you like it or not, you have a gift. And that gift brings light and joy to an increasingly dark and broken world. But there may be more to Javi than meets the eye as Nick finds out when two CIA agents, played by Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz, recruit Cage to spy on Javi, who they believe to be the head of an international crime cartel. What follows is a deeply meta journey through Nick Cage's greatest and not so greatest hits as he bonds with Javi while being asked to spy on him. And when it comes down to it, I think The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is one of the best buddy comedies that I've seen in quite some time, and one of the funniest too, and a movie that references all different kinds of genres, this really does harken back in many ways to that heyday era of the Lethal Weapon, Tango, and Cash type movie, and Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage are two great actors to pair up on screen. You are a faster runner than me. I saw how fast you were in National Treasure. No, that'd be the stunt department. Not according to the making of feature right. And I really do hope that we are in the middle of a full-blown Nicolas Cage renaissance, because I, first of all, loved Pig last year. It was one of my favorite movies of last year, one of my favorite performances of last year. I wish it had gotten more mainstream awards recognition. And the guy just seems to be enjoying himself. There was actually a clip that went public earlier today because Nicolas Cage is welcoming another baby into his family uh, where they said that he had announced that he was having it. I'm part of a critics group called the Hollywood Critics Association and we had an awards show uh, earlier this year where he announced completely impromptu to the entire audience that he was having a baby and what the baby's name was gonna be. And I'm pretty sure he hadn't actually told anyone that before. Nick Cage, what's your secret? I'm going to have a baby girl in September. What's her name going to be? Oh, you don't have to tell 
Her name is Lennon Augie Cage. That was a great moment to be in the audience for, and I just think it sort of speaks to what Nicolas Cage's mindset is right now. And listen, I've taken pot shots at Nick Cage in the past because the guy works a lot and not always in the most memorable projects. But in doing a little bit of my own deep dive on Nick Cage, and part of it is that journalists are finally asking him meaningful questions about his career, he's just a guy who likes to work. And this is sort of touched upon in the movie as well. He enjoys acting. Yes. The money is nice, but he just likes to do these different characters and say what you will about the Nick Cage movies themselves. You're never going to find a performance from him that is less than 100% committed. Then you add in things like Cage occasionally consulting a much more brash, younger version of himself, which again is a great blend of the fiction of this movie and the reality because the actual character of Nicky, the young Nick Cage, is very much a riff on his persona, particularly in the 90s and early 2000s. But the actual wardrobe, the hair, etc., is a portrayal of one of his most famous television appearances that came back in 1990 uh, on UK television in an interview with Terry Wogan. I don't know if I get carried away. I just sort of have a good time, and you know, you invited me on your show, you, so I'm just gonna have a blast! A blast! Now, this is not the first time that Nicolas Cage has done this self-referential meta thing. He was in screenwriter Charlie Kaufman's adaptation. There are some beats in this movie that I think are a little too close to what Cage has already done in adaptation, but I think the key thing there was that adaptation was not meta about Nicolas Cage himself. It was much more meta about the writer, Charlie Kaufman, whereas here we're playing on Cage's own persona. I think what really puts this movie over the top for me, because the concept is interesting and Nicolas Cage is great, but the cherry on top is Pedro Pascal. As Javi, Pascal projects an innocence and a starstruck nature that really makes us feel genuinely sad that he could be a murderous crime lord who's behind all of these heinous kidnappings and everything else. And the interactions and adventures between Cage and Pascal are easily the highlight of the movie. There are other subplots, including Cage going undercover for the CIA, that are amusing, but the heart of this movie is the relationship between these two characters. And I think the movie's biggest flaw is letting itself sprawl a little too much, and at times losing track of that relationship. Oh, I'll never forget you, Ash. <laughs> I'll never forget you. <laughs> now you get the hell out of here! You go! Cage was famously a little bit reluctant to sign on, although he eventually came on board not only as an actor, but as a producer who was involved in a lot of the creative decision-making for this film. And part of what Nick Cage has said he was reluctant about was that he felt like the film was making fun of him. But I really don't think there's a joke for Nicolas Cage to be in on in this film, because I don't really think it's making fun of him. If anything, it's sort of making fun of the public perception of him. And this isn't just a goofy riff with Nicolas Cage movie references. Yes, you get that, but there is a lot of vulnerability in this performance. And even though he's not playing quote-unquote himself, you can see that Nicolas Cage does bring his own life experiences to this sort of funhouse mirror version of himself. I don't really have a lot bad to say about this movie. Most of the jokes land. It's a little bit long, but what works really, really works. Cage and Pascal are great. If you're already a Nick Cage fan, there are some great inside jokes to be enjoyed. Plus, one of the most underrated modern movies gets a real shout out, and it's the perfect movie to shout out inside of this movie. One that I happen to agree with, by the way. The unbearable weight of massive talent could have come across as vain or shallow, especially with Cage on board as a producer, but instead I think it shows real heart and gives us a truly great, and I know that this word is overused, bromance.
So that is a recommendation for me on the unbearable weight of massive talent. Make sure to work on that name when you're asking for tickets at the ticket booth. Although nobody does that anymore because I'm a grandpa and pretty much nobody buys tickets at an actual walk-up ticket booth anymore. Anyway, and also to return back to my overall message, even if you don't choose to go see this movie, there are a lot of original films. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is out domestically. This movie's out domestically. The Northman, out domestically. There are a lot of options for people that are not interested in franchise films and you hear from so many people saying that they're not, well, the numbers have to speak at a certain point. There's only so far that studio goodwill is going to go. You have to vote with your wallet. And I'm glad to see that everything, everywhere, all at once is doing well, especially for A24. Let's boost these movies up as well because these are the type of mid-budget movies that people keep complaining or disappearing and yet often don't go see when they're playing. Hit the brakes! What? Hit the brakes! He will hit the back of the truck! That won't work! Yes, it will! Yes, it will! Just do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Don't worry, he's totally passed out. Before I go, I want to thank the sponsor for this review, which is Athletic Greens. If you want to keep yourself healthy in mind, body, and soul, like the Nick Cage of this movie, then you can't go wrong with Athletic Greens because it contains so many things that your body needs, including vitamins and something that's very important for me, probiotics. I'm focusing on gut health this year. That's why I started taking Athletic Greens. And the great thing is it is way cheaper than trying to collect all of these different supplements and remember to take everything every day. Instead, you've got it all in one pouch that's easy to drink, whether you just put it into a cup of water or throw it into something like a smoothie. It tastes great and you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Dan. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash D-A-N to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm going to thank Athletic Greens for sponsoring this review, and I want to thank you for watching. I'll be back very soon with box office news, reviews, you name it, right here on the channel. Until next time, stay safe, and thanks for watching. Bye.